0: one.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Survive HR. We're really excited that you guys decided to join us today. We have been recording for a number of weeks about all things COVID, coronavirus, implications, furloughs, laws, how HR is stressed, all sorts of things. And today, despite the fact that we are coming to you from quarantine, once again from quarantine, I'm over it over it and I I want to talk about there there have been good things that have come from this despite the fact that it doesn't always look like that and despite the fact that quite frankly this sucks but I want to talk about the good things and I'm here joined by my co-host Steve now
2: yep hi Kelly you know (laughs) hi you know something something's really good happened to me I've actually lost weight I haven't picked up COVID-19 I've actually lost like 14 pounds
1: Wow. So, so is that because Anderson University lets you go to um lets you go to the cafeteria and you eat a lot of cookies? Is that what happened? Uh,
2: hey, listen, n- nobody's supposed my my family listens to this. They're not supposed to know that. But yes, that's that's really why.
1: <laughs> and we're joined here by our sponsors and our friends, Chris and Perry. Hey, Chris and Perry. Hey, Kelly.
3: Hey, Kelly. Hey, Steve. Hi. Uh, so. Steve, I'm like I'm I'm a little bit like you. I've been able to exercise a lot more than normal just
2: because of so much free time.
0: I've been exercising well, been been more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well if Perry if Perry loses any more weight, he'll blow away. So True. And, you, know, you can eat more now, Perry. You can just eat more because you're actually able to lose weight during this time. You can you can eat more and enjoy yourself. You know, eating's fun. Yeah, That's my problem all exactly. my life.
1: Well, I, look, I think that there have been many blessings in this time, despite the fact that it doesn't look that way all the time. So let's just talk about some of the good things that have happened. Who wants to kick us off? Go ahead, Chris.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, So I'm going to start from the standpoint of how, you know, from a business standpoint, but then I've got some other just really great stories um, of things that have happened. But so the International Monetary Fund has um, a chief economist and she's amazing. And I, you know, try to review um, her her blog. She's got a lot of information. Um, her April 14 report specifically said that because of the great lockdown, is what she's referring to, um, the, the shelter at home um, for the nation, that The, um, of course, everybody knows this, that the number of cases that the outbreaks, the exposures, and the deaths were um, substantially less because of the protection measures that were put into place. And that's very exciting. And that um, she was reporting that this sort of approach is also going to be the best thing for returning people and building economies. And so all of the things that she noted public authorities did Um, you know, in doing the lockdown and supporting the the citizens and offering them health care and taking care of them, you know, doing the things that they needed to do to keep the population safe, giving them supplies, giving them, you know, giving the medical supplies, doing everything they could, also supporting the businesses, supporting employees, all of these things were things that not only have helped so far, but will be, if continued practice, the very same way you will now... Reduced outbreak as um, states are opening and um, facilities and, and places are opening, and we're starting to resume more normal, but you know, more staggered, staggered um, appearances and um, workplaces and, and such, and even you know, um, more outside gathering. Of course, you know that, that's all staggered. But if if the public authorities that were doing um, this to, uh, during the lockdown were to continue and to follow all of those same criteria, as well as um, offering economic incentives and the continued protection of businesses, that it would serve to minimize the overall, um, not only just the outbreak, but the overall impact on the economy. And so I was very encouraged by this, because I knew that the U.S. Had already done what the IMF said you needed to be doing to get us here, and you know the reasons that we were having the reduced numbers, and then that we're the U.S. is already implementing things to protect businesses and plans to do so more, and implementing um, a plan to do a staggered return, you know, to opening the states. All the things that IMF was saying that you can do to impact. To lower the impact, to make the um, the um, impact on the economy less than it would be if you didn't, and so I thought that was great.
1: That is great. That is really wonderful. I really love that. So, from a non-business perspective, one of the things that, and um, just in in conversation with friends, and in conversation, um, and in just reading, one of the things that has come of this that has nothing to do with human resources, but is a blessing nevertheless, is that um sex trafficking has actually decreased because so people crime. aren't flying to crime and but i i'm thinking about all of the the children and people that were trafficked via airplane that is wonderful so i've been reading more about that that's a blessing that yeah. is a blessing so so I'm putting that out there. Who's got the next feel-good story?
2: Well, you know, I'll, let me talk about I just a couple local. I've got some that are local and, and maybe not that more that are just kind of, I think, funny and interesting. But locally, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm on a couple of boards for not-for-profits, and one of them is the Anderson Interfaith Ministries, which does a great job. Uh, some of you are familiar with them. Some of you may not be, but they really do a nice job, particularly with the poor and trying to bring people out of poverty and they've got food, uh, uh, food banks and that sort of thing. Uh, their giving was very, very low prior to the first of the year but after this outbreak occurred, people re- remembered and knew and the community uh, that this, this, uh, this organization would be, they'd need help because there's gonna be more people unemployed, needing their services, that sort of thing. So really, they've, they've had a tremendous outpouring of support from people that have never supported them before because they want to take care of their community. And I think that's nice. I know it's going on all around the country. People, Americans are good. Americans are givers. They love to, to, to help others. And, and they step up, even when you've got 20 plus million people out of work right now. The others that aren't and have things to give are giving and helping people. And I think that's a great story.
1: I think that's true. You're seeing that all over the country. People legitimately stepping up to give, be it donations. Or I was on the phone with someone today who I know who is spending her time making masks and just donating them to those that need them. Just It is incredibly heartwarming to see just how much people are doing for others at this time. Who's
3: got the next story? This is Perry. I'll go. And and Steve, I've heard the same thing about increases in charitable giving. I've I've seen some statistics on it. And anecdotally, the nonprofit board that I serve on, um, Halos in in Charleston, South Carolina, has has shown the same thing. So that's very encouraging. Um, Have you all seen this um, web series, Some Good News with John Krasinski?
1: I have. It's hysterical.
3: Yeah. So for those of you who who may not have seen it, uh, it's a web series on YouTube. I think they've done three of them so far. And John Krasinski is an actor. He plays Jim on The Office, most famously. Um, And he's doing a a web series called Some Good News, where the whole point of the, it's it's like a, a news network and it's 20 minute clips. And he just shares sort of, good positive heartwarming news from around the globe and you know it's i'll just put a plug in for that it's it's filled with great stories and um i I think it's it's really a good idea even in you know non-covid times i think most of us get frustrated with turning on the news and seeing nothing but um you know depressing stories and and so I, i hope that one of the things that comes out of this is Um, you know more sharing of of good stories like this so if you want to hear more of of those stories go check that out Um, and then just anecdotally I think from a personal perspective one of the things that I've really seen you know being being sheltered at home and sort of quarantined is that you really have the opportunity to slow down and really sort of appreciate the, the small things. Um I, I rarely got a chance to just sort of walk around the block in, in the neighborhood that I live in and having all this free time has really allowed me to do that. It's kind of become a an integral part of my day. And and so just, you know, little small things like that, um, you know, that, that I think get lost in the shuffle of, you know, day to day life I think are are really important and then the last thing i'll i'll share is is sort of more on a uh, from a business perspective and i think it's you know this this covid-19 pandemic has really forced um businesses to to go remote um i know that's obvious and it's a trend that's been happening for a number of years but for those businesses that have been a little bit slow to adopt sort of remote workforce policies. Um, they've been forced to do that. And I, I think, you know, anecdotally from most people that I talk with, it's it's been a success and, and businesses have been surprised at how well they can communicate with teams virtually. Um, and I think that is, is here to stay. I mean, I think that's a change that's um, going to be present even after restrictions are lifted and people go back to the office and I think it's a good thing I mean it you know can can certainly cut down costs from a business perspective but it can also you know increase the diversity of your workforce and allow you know folks who who may otherwise not be able to work for you to, to do that whether it's a different part of the country or whether it's an individual that you know may need to stay at home to take care of someone or, or whatever the case may be. So I'm hoping that's a positive
2: change that's going to come out of this. Yep, and uh, you know, there's, there's, there's. It's interesting though, too. Even, even at the, um, I was with my grandkids, I think today a little bit, and uh, there was a, a doorbell ring, and at the door, who do you think it was? It was their teacher from school, and their teacher, uh, the two that were in school, there's one seven and one that's five that are in school, the teacher brought over a bag, you know, and they they were proper, they didn't get, you know, super close, but they brought a bag with a couple of books and things for them to read, the brand new little books for them to read, and just to tell them that that she just told them that they were missed and that they... Looked forward to having them back, and they hoped everything was going well, so I thought that was really a very nice gesture that the teacher uh, at this public school in South Carolina would do and I don't know if that's something that they're doing every teacher's doing that or not, but this these uh, you know for a first and second grader, that was a big big deal for them, and I thought that was very, very nice
3: well Steve that that, that makes me think you know I've, I've heard a lot of people. Um, gaining a new appreciation for what teachers do, because a lot of people are essentially having to homeschool their kids now. And so maybe a positive thing that will come out of this is, you know, out of this new appreciation for teachers is, you know, appropriating more funding for teachers. Yeah, there was a, there was a, it was a funny, it
0: was a,
2: yeah, there was a funny uh, video that came out. I wish I, you know, uh, you know, but it was a, a woman praying after the COVID-19, and it was it was a it was a it was hilarious because she was saying she was a lot of things, but she wasn't the teacher. And you know how you know, please, in this thing, <laughs> you know, get my kids back in school. And I mean, it was just a great a great little video. But uh, yeah, again, you're right. The, the teachers are amazing, and I think for a lot of these folks uh, homeschooling, is presenting quite a bit of challenges for them. Kelly, you got something?
1: Absolutely. It's the absolute worst. I hate homeschooling. I appreciate my (laughs) teachers and love my teachers and love my daycare center. And just pay to reopen it myself. (laughs) So my kids can go back to school. Um, Listen, but honestly, I say that. um, But this has been a gift of time I did not have with my children. And I think that sometimes with mindset shift, you know, we have to, we have to, Flip the narrative in our own heads from "we can't go where we're used to going" to gratitude and appreciating this for the time that it is and the time with children. We were we we've done a podcast recently where our our guests specifically stated she's like our children may look back and think this is the best time of their lives because it was a time where they had their mom and their dad. Um, this is you know people. People go to war. People do things that are far more intense. We've been told to stay home. Yet we're fighting with ourselves about it. And right. I think that we really have to shift the narrative and realize that this is the gift we were asking for in some regards, right? So people are sick. This is terrible. Hospitals and doctors are working all working all the time and putting their lives in the line. That is all true. But for those of us that are literally tasked with the job of staying home and loving on your kids and, and Netflix and chill and doing that while having the blessing of being able to stay employed and do your job and collect a paycheck, goodness gracious, that's a blessing. And we have to remember that every single day because six months from now, we're going to be on business trips. And six months from now, we're gonna be fighting about how we have to pick up the kids at daycare and the road's got too much traffic on it, and we're gonna be fussing about that. This is our moment and it's fleeting. So utilize yeah. it for, for the time that we have it. I think yeah, that a, should, oh,
0: sorry, Steve. Go ahead.
2: No, I was gonna s was gonna say that uh, you're absolutely right, Kelly. And it's funny too that you know, one of the stories I saw I mean look, parents are at home. They're trying to entertain their kids. They're trying, parents want to keep their kids as happy as possible. But I was looking at this story, and it was about a father, their trip. Of course, everybody's spring break trip has been canceled, right? So the spring break trip was canceled. And so they were going to go skiing. So what uh, what he did is he built he built a ski slope in his backyard, you know, about a plastic and stuff, and then had he built a, a little chairlift for these two little girls that are about I don't know, they looked to be about six, you know, five or six years old, something like that. And he would, he would hoist them up on this homemade chairlift to the top of this little makeshift um, ski slope and they would slide down it. So you see, you know, you're seeing people do things like that, which again, those kids will remember something like that for the rest of their lives. And um, so it really is a time to be cherished in, in a sense. And
0: Kelly, Sorry, Chris. I'm glad both you and Steve pointed that out because it is true and there are definitely memories being made with your families and particularly the point that um, we all wished we had more time when we were home. I, I, you know, haven't wanted to be insensitive to um, anybody else's plight, but I have just loved getting to be home and not having to do all the things we normally do and not have the business travels for those of us who do a lot of business travel and, you know, don't work normal schedules and, you know, all of us on the phone are like that. This is a gift, um, just a glorious gift. Um, and one, as as Perry absolutely noted, that can give us pause to step back and look at what we were doing that we might need to read to calibrate. But I have, I have a couple more. Can I share? I have something that I thought was so awesome. Please. Show you this picture. This is Dr. Elvis Francois. And Kelly can see it because um, she and I are on Zoom together. And I'll share it so that y'all can link it. But this is a 34-year-old orthopedic surgery resident in New York, and he sings. He's um, a performer, and so he has been singing in the hospital and doing performances for everybody in the hospital, and now he is going to record um, um, a performance, and all the proceeds of it will go to the Center of Disaster Philanthropy, COVID-19 Response Fund, And I know y'all have probably seen in the news all of the celebrations that were done for all of the medical providers in New York, how they came out and the firepersons, and then the public had a, um, not a parade, but just sort of a way to, you know, clap and, and, and thank them and um, the faces of those medical providers that have been working so hard and how heartwarming it was. Something else that's amazed me about medical providers, and I know y'all see this, when somebody comes out of the hospital who, you know, was in for a long time and was really, really sick. And you see those medical providers lining up and cheering them out of the hospital. I just think that's amazing. You know, when you think about how tired they are and how many patients they have and how much work they're having to do and how exhausted all the things they're going through and that they would still take the time to just cheer someone on who had made it. So those things were amazing to me. Um, there is, um, all of this reopening is anticipated to create thousands of new public health jobs. That is great news because public health had turned into, you know, it was a lot of folks were majoring in it and all of a sudden it became a little saturated and it was getting to where public health majors were having a hard time finding jobs. I think that's great news. Um, and then the last thing, I loved this story about this mom. She, um, she and her family in Kettering, Ohio, they were trying to do a new normal. So every morning at 9 a.m., they walk out with their flag, their family, and all the other families in the neighborhood walk out, and they all maintain social distance, and they say, the pledge of the together in the neighborhood. That's nice. Yeah. It's a good I'm-
2: story. Yeah, but, uh, you know, when you talk about the people at the hospital, it also has, um, you know, been heartwarming to see the restaurants, you know, I've you heard of several local and national pizza chains that are that are donating, you know, fifty thousand pizzas or whatever to to the hospitals that are treating all these patients, and even grocery stores. I read a story today about a you know healthcare workers going into a grocery store, and the grocery store just comping them, just basically saying, you know, you're what you're shopping, what you one to purchase here is free and you know when you think about those are very low margin businesses for the most part and yet everybody's trying to kick in and help where they can and show appreciation to the folks that are on the the front lines of that and I think that's again um, indicative of the American spirit and what we're all about so that's a great these are great stories and I hope our kids and our grandkids uh, learn and recognize that that's what makes America great.
1: I don't want to be short-sighted and give anyone the impression that we don't appreciate the people that have to go to work every day or the people on the front lines or the, the absolutely critical, essential people out there. So for those of us that aren't that, for those of us that get to sit at home and work from home and homeschool our children in the safety of our home, this is our opportunity. Bless people, bless people. We are blessed. Let's utilize this as an opportunity to witness our blessing and pay it forward. This is our opportunity to pay for the Starbucks drink behind us or the Starbucks drink in front of us. This is our opportunity to go to local businesses and local food businesses, the mom and pops that are struggling and buy their food. Everyone can use the extra pound, buy it and eat it and enjoy it and support them. This is the opportunity to pay for the piano lessons your kids aren't taking because the piano teacher needs them. Bless people, bless people. And I appreciate that you guys have listened to us. I appreciate all of the heartwarming stories. I feel better about this. This is our opportunity, guys. So thank you, Chris. Thank you, Perry. Thank you, Steve. Um, I very much appreciate you guys being on this podcast and allowing us to utilize this platform to share some good news.
0: Thanks, everybody. Thank you again for,
2: and thanks so much to Angular Sinkler Boyd for sponsoring, being our primary sponsor of this podcast, and also the Gallagher Company. We appreciate them as well. So thank you all.
1: Thank you, guys. Thanks,
2: everybody. Stay positive.